You're listening to the Three Peat Podcast with CD, Meech, and Chris. Podcast. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Three Peat Podcast. I'm Meech's Maris. You might know me as Meech. Today, I'm joined by two of my good pals, Christopher Hargrove. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Good to see your beautiful face again, Meech. You too, CD. Nice. So, uh, CD, how's it going with you, man? Tired. Busy week, huh? Extremely. Is uh, school's almost over, huh? I'm uh, counting down. You got how a many month? More weeks? Two months? Two? Uh, for this month, I have about 15, or a little bit more than 15 days. But I have like 20 something days, I think, in May. Oh, that's okay, not bad. That's at not all. bad. Yeah. And then, like, the last. Got two grad weeks bash are, next like, week. Oh, yeah. Do you get to grab running back grad Yeah, I'm going. Where are they going? Universal and Islands, Islands or whatever. Wait, who did you say was the concert again? I don't even know. It isn't say on the. That's uh, weird. Site. Gonna, you're gonna who, be miserable. You went to high school in Florida, right? Yes. Who was the grad bash performer when you I were? I think in high we had. Pitbull, My, mine was Pitbull. I, I think CDs we. Was Pitbull also. We went to SeaWorld. So instead of Universal, yeah, that's weird. Maybe people well, just the guy. Like the Mine was Trey Songz. Trey Songz really? performed it. Yeah, was that when like neighbors know my name? I think so. Like, Here, hold on. Yo, Kyle. My name, my name. You, you, did you go to Grad Bash as your senior in high school? My name, my name, my name, my name. Do you remember what the uh, what the uh, concert was at the Grad Bash though? That year? Yeah. Think of like yeah. over the years what the Grad Bash concerts have been. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it was Trey Songz one year. Trey Songz is the year I went. Uh, I did, I it was Pitbull and somebody else. Somebody else performed. I just had Pitbull. I didn't have the luxury of having anybody else. Mm. Steph really doesn't like Pitbull, by the way. She does not? Mostly because I make it like as a racist thing. Like, oh, Pitbull. I, look I don't at really her. like him either, but I heard he's a genuinely pretty good guy. Did you hear about the thing he like? He looks like J-Mac. served him at the restaurant you used to work at? That's in like the Miami area, I don't think right? anybody caught that. I heard there was like something that <laughs> went online. It was like pick the town that Pitbull should perform in. And it was like some random ass city in Alaska. And he actually showed up and like performed for him and put on like a... Like a Bruh, how many I don't people know, could possibly live in a city in Alaska? It wasn't a lot, but he still went. That's, that's awesome. That's what I said. I was like, all right, well. I was I forgot what I was listening to, but uh oh, it was the Hot Ones interview with Tenacious D. Oh. And they were talking about like what's the worst you've ever been booed at like a show. And they were talking about it was like one of their first like big time gigs. And I think it was either Coors Light or Budweiser had booked uh like a secret musical guest. Uh, and like certain people that drank a certain amount of beer would get tickets, like free plane tickets to come out to Vegas, hang out at this hotel and then listen to this mystery band. And so like they ended up performing, it was at like nine or 10 PM. So all these people had been in Vegas all day, just blasted. Right. And Tenacious D comes out and all these people were like, who the fuck is Tenacious D? <laughs> and just starts throwing like cans and shit at them. Holy and so shit. like they're dodging beer bottles while they're trying to perform shit like the metal. Would you rather see Tenacious D or Smash Mouth? Neither. Obviously. You gotta pick Somebody. one. Somebody. Uh. <laughs> you know Tenacious D? <laughs> no. With Jack Black? Jack uh, Black? Oh, you never he... saw the movie? Pick a Destiny? Oh, yeah, no. Oh, okay. Tenac- I heard they put on a really good concert. <laughs> yeah. I played Tenacious D in basketball, but that's the only Tenacious D I know. Right, You're it. the worst. That's about Patrick it. Beverly Jr. out here. Bro, my mom over here talking about some. Uh, <laughs> what did Reek do to Sansa? What happens if they turn into Stone Man? I'm like, what season are you on? Right, She's like, on, five. 
We're gonna give like, you guys. What the heck? We're gonna give you guys your Game of Thrones corner at the end of the episode. <laughs> so let's uh, let's start with some actual sports shit first. Uh, let's talk about Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tiger Hoods. Uh, Chris, Tiger you said it was one of the best, uh, like most fun sports moments you've had recently. Why don't you uh, explain why? Absolutely. And as somebody who grew up around the sport of golf, I started taking lessons at a pretty early age. I played for my high school team. Um, I literally wow, this just, is all. St- I did not know. It all began when I was a really? young Jiffy, and I began did to you know do this? my golf. CD? No, I did not. Chris? That's interesting. Yeah, my dad always played <laughs> golf, and like he raised. I mean, I sat and watched so many championships and tournaments like on TV over the weekend. And I've Dang, like you I grew something up something new about your friends every day. I grew up in the height of like the Tiger Woods like era where he dominated. There's never been another athlete who's dominated their sport, in my opinion, as much as Tiger Woods did from the mid to late '90s to probably what the early or like mid 2000s, like 2007, 2008. He's been on the scene since he was like what 10. Like as far as like, oh, this guy's gonna be. What's weird? Bah, bah, it's, bah, it's bah, weird bah. That, oh, yeah. like, it's weird that like got, like people like that, like Tiger, and then also like Serena and Venus. If you think about it, they were like they had been famous from the time they were like little kids. Right. It's weird that they like panned out. They're completely groomed like that. to yeah. dominate their sport, and that's something that Tiger was in. I mean, for the longest time, it was Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, and Tiger always had Phil's number. And then so that special Tiger had all his problems. You know, he wins the U.S. Open. In, <laughs> I was gonna say, what did you know say? until that special, oh, the little yeah. special they did. I was gonna say, you know who else has Phil's number is the Feds. Goodness gracious, <laughs> man, <laughs> man boobs, man's ear. Uh, bro, sometimes Phil, it does look Phil like Mickelson. Sometimes it does kind of look like he's lactating those, out there, bro. Those those titties are they're pretty prominent. Um, but anywho, shake them titties, Phil. Um. As somebody, and I'll be the first one to tell you, after everything that Tiger went through, I never thought he'd win another major again. I said it on multiple occasions. I, th- I probably probably said it on this pod at one point. Oh, I'm sure you did. You, we could have put you in that montage of that video of people saying Tiger's done. Like it would be like Stephen A. Smith, Jamel Hill, Mia Khalifa. Yeah, wasn't that weird that she I, was in that? Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> so look, you I, had to do a double take. How you get up so with this montage? The first time I saw that video, I didn't even register that that was Mia Khalifa. And then, like the second or third time I watched it, it re- I like I was like, I know that voice. And then I rewatched <laughs> it. I was like, I know that because you don't hear it too often. And then, and then, like, but then, like the second or third time, I was like, I know that chest. And then two and two came together. I was like, oh shit, that's well, Mia she had Khalifa. the hat on too, so she was covering the hair. So that was a little different. Anywho, we're getting off topic there. Also, I heard that video wasn't that the wasn't exactly what Khalifa? happened. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Dear God, the because um, those happened. <laughs> oh, definitely can confirm. Um, no, she the only video has like six videos. Yeah, there's not too many. I, I think, think I've seen all of we've them. We've all seen one of them. Yeah, pretty frequently. Okay, this is getting off the rails. Uh, if, if any of our future employees listen to this, it's probably problematic. We're never gonna have, we're never gonna be responsible for other people having jobs, so I'm not worried about it. But him watching that video, he wasn't actually watching people like diss him. He was watching people like actually say nice stuff about him. But somebody like and then oh, just like, took it. off. Yeah, absolutely. But regardless, like that that was said. Regardless, and I have said that before. Between his injuries and the come up of the young golfers, the Jordan Spieths, the Bubba Watsons. The um, Brooks Kepkas. There's so many young golfers now, I feel like. And they're good. They've never been intimidated by Tiger. They haven't had to be in a pairing with Tiger mm-hmm. on Sunday, 
you know, where maybe they have a one or two stroke lead or he has a one or two stroke lead and they have to come back from that. They haven't had to experience that until finally this Sunday when he's paired up. Well, he's in a threesome because of the weather, what they had to do with Francisco Molinari. Not the first threesome Tiger's been in. Chill. Chill on my dog. Probably not. I want to roll right now. Incredible, but it, I mean, did you watch it? Did you watch Sunday? Did you watch? Yeah, it yeah, actually? yeah. Did you watch it, CD? Hundred percent. Kyle, did you watch it? I was watching from Saturday until Sunday. hundred percent of the people in this room watched golf. If Tiger wasn't, <laughs> if Tiger wasn't competing on Sunday, would would we four have watched four. it? We, you well, don't know. So that's interesting. You say that because Kyle on what was it Monday? Me and Kyle were talking, and he's like, "Bro, can you?" Because John and Brad watched it with us. I spent six hours of my day Sunday with my parents in town. We watched the Masters. Bro, Brad was here every day of the Masters watching, and Kyle was saying he doesn't think Brad had ever sat down to watch any golf, period, before that. Kristen watched it. Bro, it's the Tiger effect, bro. It really is. I was seeing, like, uh, videos of, like, different people, and, like, like Jamel Hill even posted, like, um, they were at a – Air, airport and you see like everybody in the mm-hmm. airport around the tv like it's a tiger effect like i was at i was at the restaurant and i'm at the restaurant and all you see is like people from the restaurant all congregating around the bar like people that you wouldn't even think like would watch golf or watching golf the managers are coming out everybody was paying attention to it like as he got closer and it was crazy because the tiger effect doesn't just impact like the audience it impacts the people on the actual course mm-hmm. like Dudes were tightening up, tightening up. Like, Bro, their butts were Mullen, getting real Mullen tight. Mullinari choked yeah, at the turn. Mullinari was literally so smooth, like smooth as butter. And then Tiger kind of was started nipping at his heels, and his butthole clenched bro. so tight, bro. Kepka was a, a hole ahead at 18, and he choked it away. Like, he had an opportunity to kind of put it away. Yeah, he was just – and then, like, Tiger <laughs> just – And believe. then it was cut crazy because, like, Tiger just, like, zeroed in. And he just started, like, everything. It was funny because, like, everything that people criticized him for, like, whether it was a short game, it was, it was gone. His long game, his, his long game was just not there, you know. Like, he was literally in his bag, like, everything. Like, he just was, like, everything was, like, fine-tuned, and it was very precise. It was, like, a he was executing at, like, a high level, like, basically on that whole back nine. And he didn't play his his best golf ever. He like, did it, which, he, but it was like it was almost like you could just feel it. He almost didn't you need to because effect. everybody else was crumbling. Everybody was like, at sixteen. Molinari hits it in the water. Um, uh, Finau, the guy he's playing with, also he hits it. But in that's the, drink. the thing; it's and like Tiger lays up like 50, bro, that, 60 those, yards. I think away it from was the pin. was it 15, 16, and seventeen. He was in his fucking bag, bro. Yeah, and then he bogeys. <laughs> like, shit, it's not even like because like golf. Golf is one of those things where you're gonna get opportunity, but the really good golfers find a way to rise to the occasion on a hole that is supposed to be, you know, this hard. Like par just doesn't – is not – you're not going to, you know, make par on this one. Or you're not supposed to. And, like, you know, you, you rise to the occasion on that hole. And Tiger just was like – it was funny because, like, you didn't see any, like, real, like, Tiger, like, yeah, like, this, like you know what I'm saying, early until it all comes out at the end. But you can see like how dialed he in he was like on those opportunities. He was like, "All right, I'm gonna get this one." Craziest hole 
was the one where he nearly had the hole in one. Yeah. I literally almost like Yo, picked we up were, a lady we and were, almost threw we her. I legit went up until they were like, let's go. She was looking at me like, what? I think it was 17. Yeah. I was literally about to lose yeah. it all. I was about to lose it all. If he went in there, I was going to lose oh, no. it all. We, I was told Kyle, like, they would have just had to pack up the tournament. Like, you can't even finish <laughs> it after that, bro. What, what really amazed me was, was watching 18 because obviously he's in the final pairing and, and there's nobody else playing. So, I mean, that kind of adds a little bit to it as well. But to see everybody flock around him and 18, like, the, how deep they were. Yeah. I mean, you're probably talking 60 to 75 people deep watching him putt. Like, there's nobody that brings the views. Was it, I don't remember the number exactly how many people, how many like TV sets in America tuned in. I want to say like 14.3 million. That number kind of sticks out. I could be wrong. Um, but that's insane. For Sunday watching the Masters, that I don't, I think it went up against NHL hockey for a little bit there, and I think there was a basketball Rest in peace game. To your yeah, the Celtics Pacers game was on. Did we really have to bring on. that up, please? I did because it was funny. Mm, well, now it's suicidal Chris again, so I <laughs> yeah, back. tried to forget about it. The Tigers have kind of slid back, too, so. <laughs> what? Tigers slid back, too, so, you know. I'm going to go back to not watching. I mean, <laughs> but it, it was incredible to Let watch. Let me know when y'all are back above 500. CDs. They stole my tweet about wearing red and black on no, the didn't. Monday after. I have Technically, be- you did because you tweeted it after him. I didn't even see a stupid Pay little tweet. homage to your OG CD. Could I you didn't please see source a stupid please, little tweet? Please source. Plus, Tiger's black, so we get we get. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything. He's black, so we get preference. Unless you're Asian, we get preferential <laughs> <laughs> slacks on the tweets related to the player. Right? Yo, Tiger, he looks just like his mom, bro. I, like that was something that really stuck out to me when they showed his. Family. He's a really good combination of his dad and his mom. Like, yeah, yeah. And that R.I.P. moment, man. I mean, yeah, fuck. How man. there's not too many sports moments besides like your own team maybe winning a championship that you kind of like never tear up that, at. So. Or, Watch or him hug his son, man. Or that, if Tiger was to go for shizzle my nizzle, then that probably would have been I, like top I, two. From the Chappelle's game, oh, yeah. I've always wanted to say this. <laughs> For shizzle. From, from, <laughs> from fried rice to fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. I leave my like That's One of the funnier ones is when uh, I forgot what major it was. Oh, I'm but, just so proud. But there was a big boy, and big boy, and they do like, literally, like, I was making a joke about, like, the black dap, which is obviously the class. The bump, of course. Whatever, right? And, like, Tiger sees big boy, and I'm like, that was the first thing I was thinking. I was like, yo, what is he about to do? Is he going to, like, white it here? And he's like, yeah, man. Or is he going to give him the black dap? And he gave him the black dap. I was like, yo, that's the biggest thing. You, that's bigger than any shot you did today. You that black dap. Yo, so have I ever shown you guys, like, this is completely unrelated. But have you, you guys have seen my cat, right? My mom's cat, Zeus. Yes. And we all know the he goat. has, like, a weight problem. Yeah. Whoa, chill. So he's he's been, just living no, life. No, no, listen. So he's been sick the last couple no. days. So my mom took him to the vet. This is a shit, bro. So he has gastritis in his stomach. So he has to be on an IV. He's got to stay at the vets all night. What so he can fuck? stay hydrated. But uh, doctor will call my mom in the morning with blood results. Said he might have diabetes. Godly, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Poor Zeus. Bro, he Luke's, weighs 20 pounds, Luke's bro. right behind him, man. I think it's something with orange cats, bro. I don't think I've ever Well, orange seen... male cats, definitely. Yeah. Garfield. Whoa! Wow, stay I mean, woke. Hey, that's why woke. he ate lasagna. Don't get an orange hey, cat, man. Lasagna. <laughs> stay off. Cat with diabetes. Stay oh, off the lasagna. I think there's a joke in uh in in Sunny in Philadelphia where one of the cats is diabetic and they have to give him an insulin shot. <laughs> but all right, anything? Any final thoughts on Tiger before we move on? 
Uh, so what's what's more likely, him breaking Jack Nicklaus's record or him never winning a major again? Bro, he's breaking it, bro. I'm putting the energy he's in at the 15. I think he'll win another match. He's at 15, bro. so he's, he's got to get the U.S. Open. All right? He's going to get Pebble Beach. We'll talk about the rest later. I'm not even t- – so you think he's getting – He thinks he's getting them both this year. Bro, he's in his, his bag, bro. He's getting two more this year. It's time. He's talking right Think about it. Think about it. This is the youngest he's going to be. He knows he has, wow. to, he has to be – Science. He has to – hey, look. He's getting – he's only getting older. Guys his age don't, he like, go winning, winning majors. So, I mean, I'm saying, you know, it's time. It's now or never no, kind of thing. You know Which what I'm saying? Which I think was kind of the reason why I was like, I don't think he can ever win he again. Needs, this time he gets healthy. I say, I say he needs a Tiger special before we get into anything. He has to knock, like, two out. Like, well, boom, boom. And then he can kind of take a break and then another boom, boom. He needs something like that to pass it. So you think he'll finish? Because he needs five to pass. No. Four to tie. He needs four to tie, five to pass. I thought he was at 15 and 18. Why did I think he only needs No, he needs four more. He needs four more majors to tie it. Oh, okay. Uh, Regardless, he's had a great career. (laughs) Oh, he's had a great career, all right. On and off the course. Yeesh. (laughs) Gets the young breezy to go, all right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Got the kids. All right. He may not have the golf club anymore, if you know what I mean. But that's stuck in some junkyard somewhere <laughs> with an SUV. Huh. You're right. It's in somebody's house. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> What's it selling for? You think? Oh, somebody, somebody paid a <laughs> So Kyle's saying that somebody has that golf club hanging in their house. I th- I right on the mantle. Shoot, it's probably his ex-wife. <laughs> I saw something, uh, something outrageous sold for an outrageous amount of money on uh, Zion's busted sneaker. That's Whoa. what it was. How much did that sell for? Like a couple hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars, something like that. Holy shit! If I was at that game, I would have scooped you know a scoop that you shoe know how much real quick. You made off of that? Zero dollars, baby. <laughs> All right. Yeesh. Let's move on, guys. Uh, what we planned on for being the show today. Mock draft. Mock draft. The draft is next Thursday, right? It is. Starts next what Thursday. What are you doing 26? for the draft? Um, oh, you know what I'm watching? doing. I might. We can, our teams pick back to back. That is true. We can wallow in sadness together. <laughs> I can do that. All right, let's division. do it. All right. So each of us have been assigned uh, divisions of the NFL. Chris Hargrove, remind me which ones you have. Um, NFC South. I have the NFC South, the AFC North, and the NFC West. Okay, Any CD has the AFC and NFC... Oh, yes. no, I'm sorry. The AFC South, the NFC North. North. I have it. the AFC West, the AFC North... No, wait. AFC East, East AFC West, and NFC West. Yes. Or East, I'm sorry. Yes. All right, whatever. We'll, we'll establish who has who when we pick. We're going to get there. All right, so, Chris, you are on the clock. First pick in the draft. Arizona Cardinals, 2019, who you got? So the Arizona Cardinals obviously have the number one pick. Uh, last year they ended up with the number 32 offense and the number 20 defense. Their needs this year, wide receiver, offensive tackle, and defensive tackle. Nice. you got Larry Fitzgerald getting old. Um, Christian Kirk and Kevin White are unproven as their wide receivers. They need a solid option for Cliff Kingsbury's downfield attack offense. Uh, one of either DJ Humphreys or Marcus Gilbert on both sides of the line probably won't be re-signed after this year, so they need someone to pair a defensive tackle with Corey Peters. Uh, so who do they take? I think it's a no-brainer at number one. I think they're going to end up trading Josh Rosen, and uh, they'll end up taking Kyler Murray. 
Tyler Burr. If that's not the option, and maybe they do because who was it came out yesterday? I think it was the uh, GM. Daniel Jeremiah said uh, on April 1st, if you had asked him, he was 90% confident that the Cardinals were picking Kyler Murray, and as of two days ago, he's 60%. Out of their camp, all they're saying that we're still sticking behind Josh Rosen. I don't know if that's the case or not. Um, if they do choose to, I think you got to trade down here. I think I think we have to assume no matter what that Kyler Murray will be the first pick, whether it be the Cardinals or not at this point. Yeah, is absolutely. that is that a fair assumption? If they keep Josh Rosen, don't trade down. I have them taking uh, Quinn and Williams. Okay, with the number one pick. All right, but so who Kyler should Murray. I pen- Kyler, Kyler Murray for the draft? All right, Kyler Murray goes first overall in our draft, uh, which. Now leads to the 49ers, who is also a team that you have. 49 Number two pick, the 49ers. The number 16 offense last year, the number 13 defense. Their needs, defensive end, cornerback, and free safety. Uh, they got D Ford in the offseason, but still need an impact on the opposite side. Uh, signed Jason Verrett, but only for one year. Uh, they've got 2017 seventh rounder Adrian Colbert and 2018 fifth rounder DJ Reed. <clears throat> DJ Reed. As safeties, so who should they take? Uh, with the number two pick, I've got the 49ers taking Nick Bosa on Nick the defensive Bosa. end. Nick I think now, Bosa. basically, any pick one through five, you got to take who's best available for your team. And uh, Nick Bosa is the best available. Number Let's two. talk about Nick Bosa real quick. Um, we're like Nick <laughs> we know Bozo. you're not a fan. Well, we're like Nick Bozo. I just want to talk about, like, <laughs> he said he deleted Chill. the wow. tweets. He said he deleted his pro Trump tweets because he might be getting drafted to San Francisco. <laughs> Did you hear about this, CD? No, but this yeah. is funny. But, like, it's not public and then he got, <laughs> But then he got upset that people made it a big deal. He's like, I ain't No get- one would have said anything if he hadn't brought like, up the fact that he was deleting the tweets. He's like, I ain't getting two-piece by I Richard Sherman in the locker room. You brought it up. Oh, man. Nick, remember when we brought it up, I was like, oh, I really like Nick Bosa. And you're like, he's a magnet. Oh, but that was way, that was long ago. But the, this is before he had, I wouldn't have even mentioned it. But he just recently deleted the tweets. Right. That was like last week. I don't know, man. If you, if you feel so strongly, why you got to, you know, if you oh, feel so feel confident strongly. and strongly I about what you believe weak. in, you should probably stand behind it. I, I agree completely. Maybe maybe that shows that he knows he's on the wrong side of history. Who knows? I feel like you got to put politics aside, though, when it comes to football, and you got to draft the best player that's available for oh, your no, team. Oh, no, for sure. For me, I don't even think he's the best defensive end in the draft, though. And that's that why be. with the Jets at number three, who I have, I have them selecting Josh Allen, the good Josh Allen. <gasps> yeah, let's go. J-E-T-S. Jets. CD, that's, that's making so much there. noise into yeah, the Yeah, John, this is, this is looking good for me. Um, Josh Allen, he's, he's a really great uh, player. Just, is that your Mel Kiefer voice? I'm just thinking of it in the real draft, if, how they would, how they would go. If, if we were ESPN's draft coverage, CD would most definitely be Mel Kiefer. <laughs> uh, okay. Jimmy Clausen so is the best quarterback of my life. He four seven nine. It's kind of slow, but... You know what I'm saying? Remember so how? I picked Josh Allen for the Jets because... Um, they tried to sign Anthony Barr in, in free agency, Yikes. and they're kind of similar players in that they could probably play outside linebacker, rush the passer, do a little bit of everything for you. Uh, he's got he, – he, he had a lot of sacks last year at Kentucky, and he was going up against some of the best offensive tackles in the country. Um, I personally like him more than I like Nick Bosa, and that might be a pol- political thing, but it could also just be a football thing. I don't know. I, I honestly can't tell you at this point. <laughs> uh, and so now number four overall, I have the Raiders. Raiders. Um, so at number four, like the Raiders had 13 sacks as a team last year. Uh, the next closest team had 30. <laughs> like, Damn. So they, 
they obviously need help in the, with their pass rush. Um, but the way it's sitting, like, Bosa and Allen are already gone. Um, I guess, like, I think the common knowledge here is they'll go Quinn Williams. But in all honesty, I think if I was them, I would take Ed Oliver. Mm. I think Ed Oliver is the better player. I've seen him slipping pretty right, far. Right, and I don't understand that. I don't either. Let him slip. Like, don't you think that's a little... Way- Same a little- thing with Greedy Williams. Let I really don't get why the slack. fuck so, he's sliding so much. So do you, do you agree with me that... Ed Oliver might be better than Quentin Williams. I think you'd make better. that argument, absolutely. Because I genuinely think he's a better player. Yeah. I understand Quentin Williams had a really good season this year at Alabama, but... I think Ed Oliver's proven Think about like what people were saying about... Think about... And plus, think about what people were saying about Ed Oliver After coming last into, last, yep. uh, into last season. Yep. So, I have the Raiders picking Ed Oliver at four. Dang it. Um, <laughs> which now leads us to your favorite team, Chris Hargrove, the Buccaneers. Looking ahead at the fifth pick, um, had an awesome offensive production last year, the number three offense in the league. Uh, defense is where they suffered. So obviously that's what they need to address in the draft. Um, safety, corner, linebacker, and D-line, basically all positions on okay, the defense okay, is something okay, that they have to address. Okay. They lost Quan uh, Alexander. You're more than likely going to lose Gerald McCoy. Uh, you lost one of the best safeties in the league in Chris Conti. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got Justin Evans and Jordan Whitehead as your safeties right now. So you have no depth in the second. I was going to say, I've never heard of either of those. Vernon Hargraves is transitioning in Todd Bowles' defense. He sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they've had him. So playing... much for UF being DBU, by the way. Uh, absolutely. Hey-o. But the problem that Vernon Hargraves. And- I'll be. The, I'm right on your side with that. I think Vernon Hargraves is trash, and I don't think he proved himself. The what hasn't helped him with Mike Smith's defense from last year is they had him playing off the line. Right, he's, he's got to be in somebody's better, face. Yeah. You know, making contact at the line, throwing the receiver off of his route. That's where he thrives. And then the secondary, he's got no hips though, bro. He's got absolutely no hips to be playing. DB. No, not at all. Amari Cooper used to abuse him when they were at Florida and how burned him. Uh, JPP had the most sacks since Simeon Rice. And uh, like I mentioned, with uh, Jerry McCoy. With only one and a half hand. That's impressive. With Jerry McCoy. Ooh, wow. Jerry McCoy gone and Vita Vea is still kind of unproven for me. Um, So it was hard to narrow down. I had three picks here. I had Josh Allen, which you said was already off uh, off the board from Kentucky. Uh, Montez Sweat, the uh, defensive end from from Mississippi Mississippi State. State. And Devin White, linebacker from LSU. Quentin Williams is still on the board also. Don't forget that. Absolutely. Um, I think three, these three players, if they're available, are something they have to take. Um, I think you have to go linebacker here. I think you have At five to, overall with Quinn and Williams on the board. In the Bucks defense, how it's always been, the linebacker has been the leader of that defense. You think back to Derek Brooks. You think to Levante David. You think to what Quan Alexander did to them. Who the hell are you looking at? I don't know. I just had my eyebrow up like that. All right. Uh, so I have them taken with the number five pick, uh, mm. Devin White. I don't Devin know. White at five. I mean, wow. that's cute. Right. <laughs> so Quinn Williams falls out of our top five. Don't know how realistic that'll be. But so our top five as it sits right now, Kyler Murray, number one overall to the Cardinals. Nick Bosa, number two overall to the 49ers. Josh Allen, number three overall to the Jets. Ed Oliver, number four overall to the Raiders. Uh, Devin White, the linebacker from LSU, number five overall to Chris's Bucks, which now takes us to the Giants, which I believe is a team that I have. Uh, so Don't do any bias here. No bias moves here. I'm not going to make any bias moves. So obviously the correct pick here would probably be taking Dwayne Haskins. That would be right? the correct pick. We all agree? I agree that it's But what is the Giants pick? pick. Okay. I'm starting to believe. Now now I'm starting to say, (laughs) if we're the Giants, 
<laughs> which is a interesting. They also now pick. have the seventeenth overall pick. Maybe right. they think they can get their quarterback there. We have Quentin Williams, who was considered a top three, maybe top two talent in the draft, fall all the way to six. Um, they can just use whatever plug and play help they can get. I'm giving Quinnen Williams number six overall to the New York Giants. I think that would be a, if the honestly, like I know the Giants fans want a quarterback, right? But if you can get Quinnen Williams at six, you have to be happy. If you can get Quinnen Williams at six and a quarterback like Drew Locke or who's the other one from Duke? We'll get to we'll get to that. I'm just saying if they're available at seventeen, it's hard to lose. I don't think you can lose that. If 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 especially with the fans, they got to worry about like appeasing their fans at this point. Absolutely, they've not addressed the quarterback position in what three years now. Eli's been trash. Like we could ask Jeff; he would be honest with us. Yeah, and then. Uh, not only that, they traded their best offensive player in Odell Beckham this summer. So, what if? What are the chances? And obviously, this is just hypothetical, and, and, and he's not taken off the board right now. DK Metcalf's still sitting there. You can address wide receiver, which is a huge position of need, and a quarterback possibly late in the first round. Do you think they win if they do that? If they go quarterback at six and DK Metcalf, if they go wide receiver at six with DK Metcalf, I just don't because think, I don't think Metcalf lasts no. to seventeen. Heck no. I, they I, should not go that high for DK lose, that, Metcalf. That's technically a loss. No, no receiver should go top 10 in this draft. Yeah, I agree sure. with you. I, I agree with you. No receiver it's should go top 10. To 20 in. probably. 20 is well, where I'm picking my first There's receiver. There's a lot of very, very good receivers this year, and there's but, not a lot separating yeah, them. Yeah, Nikhil Harry is good. You know, I, like, like I'd I said, like him. To me personally, DJ, DK Metcalf is the third best receiver coming out of his own college this year. But we can get to that later. Huh. Uh, CD, you're on the clock with the Jags. At uh, let's just first, let's pop some. Uh, what, what kind of drink would you go to if you're really sad? Uh, uh, bleach. Bleach. Wow, that is the that's only. It, that's kind of intense. But, you know, for me, it's Long Island. So <laughs> What the? I love me some Long Island. When you're sad? Any freaking feeling. He's trying to perk himself up. It's yeah. Crazy. All right. I'll see where this is. So going. I'm the manager. I'm, I'm managing. I'm president on everything. I'm the operation. I'm Coughlin. Okay. I just happen to have a little hue to my skin. And you know, I'm popping. My, I got my Long Island because I'm sad. Just like 30 minutes early, too. Yeah. Yeah. You, why are you sad, City? I'm sad because I realized I made a mistake. I decided to pay Nick Foles $55 million guarantee. And you know what that did? That means I ain't got no more money because we don't have any more money. And you know what? We actually have some help. We need some help in the in- interior defensive line. You know, we need some some uh, some edge help on the opposite side. Oh, and not to mention, we need help at offensive line. We have no talent on the outside. The QB position is still rather weak. And later from that, he's looking kind of weak as well. And we didn't address any of it. Any of it. So at this point, anybody we pick is going to be a good pick here. You're basically okay. Like at the box. Except it's the Jags, so whoever Except they pick is going to be Jags. Except it's the freaking Jags. I would say really the pick, pick that wouldn't make me mad would actually be like, okay, I'm not mad. Am I excited? No, would be Jawan uh, Taylor from Florida because he takes care of our right side. Um, TJ Hawkinson is a tight end who is a tight end one. Um, I don't think it takes care of enough needs that we need with the guy we got at quarterback, though. We need him to be protected because the Eagles had a freaking seven. fortress for him, <laughs> yeah. um, and the Jags don't have a fortress. Yeah. So th- or which, any weapons. Exactly. In the so they, they have to hit on offensive line because the next thing I think they should take is a receiver. 
Um, he has no we- no real weapons that make me say like, all right, we can at least do something with this. We're gonna be averaging freaking sixteen points a game um, if we don't do anything it's in the draft. So to me, that that to me has to be the the safe first pick. I mean, we could so trade back, go Taylor for sweat, but I say Taylor would be the thing that I'd be like, all right, like we need pick. that. Okay, so Juwan Taylor, as a lot of the experts have, going to the Jags at number seven, which brings us to your other team, CD, the Detroit Lions. <sighs> Ain't it sad that we pick back-to-back? Like, it, it's kind of sad. Sad, exciting for you on drafting. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, so Lions is like this. Um, last year was bad. So the Jags were bad. The Lions were also very bad. Stafford. Awful. Carrion was the only bright spot, and he had to share with freaking Legarrette Blunt and Theo Reddick. Uh, they treated Carrion Johnson in Detroit <sighs> how Josh Heupel treated Greg McCray. Oh my God! Carrion was a monster, a monster. It's like, why are you playing Killins why? slash Legarrette Blunt? We, we have McCray slash. Better Blunt. not be playing C.J. Anderson like that. It, it better not happen. I swear, if it happens, I swear I'm writing a letter. I'm writing a letter to the entire Lions organization. Week I three, swear I will. Week I three, promise. I guarantee you C.J. Anderson has more carries on the season. Than oh, my God. So you got that going on. You got the fact that they have some of the same issues. Linebacker, secondary. Quandre Diggs and Slay, outside of those two, it's weak. We had one of the worst stretches in the secondary down the stretch of the season. So, but I don't think anybody warrants an eight pick. So for this, I would say to trade back with Atlanta. And I think TJ Hawkinson can fall to them. If he doesn't, we'll, we'll adjust for that. But that's the type of move I see them doing. I don't yeah. see them picking here just because there's some other factors that could that could come into play with where they pick and who they fill in and plug in and play there. Well, but so Chris, you run there. the so Chris, you're so running since you're Atlanta. Agree. This is a forced trade. Would you like to do a trade wow. or should, CD, override. should we just have CD take the uh, trade override? Um, trade override. We can trade and we can swap this off. It might throw things off a little bit, but uh, <laughs> trade override. What are you giving up, CD? <laughs> I haven't decided on that. Let's just swap picks for now. <laughs> let's, let's swap. Detroit will have pick number 14. Atlanta will have pick number eight. eight. Is that where we're at? Eight? All right, so we have a mock trade here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love the preparedness <laughs> we have for this. All right, mock trade. Falcons with the number eight pick. Uh, we don't know what they gave up to move on. <laughs> so. No idea. Hey, this is a gentleman's agreement. Uh, the Falcons needs uh, our defensive end, uh, interior offensive lineman, guard center, and linebacker. Uh, they've got Vic Beasley, who's a pure outside speed rusher, or he has a long loop inside move with help from a defensive tackle. Hey, take that's Buddy uh, from his, LSU. That's basically his move. What? You already got or not LSU, but a uh, other linebacker. Will you chill? Will you chill? Oh. Let him Damn it. And just helping. Seeing they've got Tack McKinley him. on the line who can move inside as a nickel uh, defensive tackle next to Grady Jarrett. Uh, they signed James Carpenter and Jamon Brown uh, in free agency. You've got Alex Mack on the offensive line. He's 33, uh, and he's got a 10.5 mil hit against the cap. You can't trade up to eight to pick a center. Exactly. So <laughs> that's going to be out of the question, although that's probably an area that they would have looked at at 14. I still don't think that's yeah, the Yeah, it's still kind of a reach taken. for sure. Uh, they got Dirk Cutter now as the offensive coordinator again, um, who's going to switch up probably some of their run schemes. So who should they take? I'm looking on the defensive end. You don't think they could go also consider a running back maybe? Um, I don't think they How really How much do they to. trust the corpse of Devontae Freeman? Devonta Freeman and um, Tevin Te- Coleman. Tevin Coleman's gone. Tevin Coleman's right. gone. What was the other other guy? There was another guy that got pretty hot. Edo Smith. Edo. Um, but he was a rookie. But sure even at pick number 8 or 14, what running back are you taking? I don't know. Maybe Josh Jacobs. I wouldn't... T- 
Daniel Jeremiah is Josh Jacobs is the eighth overall prospect. I think way too many. Good I think Atlanta is looking at defense. You do not take a running back. If yeah, they yeah, move no, up, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing I agree it out with there. you. I agree. Because there's a few guys that they are looking at up in the top part. All right, we got to get this rolling on the defense pick side. Eight, and we're 40 minutes into the podcast. Jesus, this is going to be a little long. Uh, I have them taking Brian Burns, Florida State Burns. defensive end. I like it uh, with the number. Homer. Yes. Okay. Number nine. Right. So I have the Bills and uh, CD. You played yourself because the Bills are taking TJ Hawkins. <laughs> oh my god! This is some bull. I'm really glad uh, I agreed to that. Hey man, it's that bull, man. They ain't taking no yeah. TJ Hawkins, even you, though Charles Clay is freaking corpse. I got TJ Hawkins and going to the Bills. Give Josh Allen some sort of weapon on the inside. Last year he had Reuben Foster, who looked good on the outside. Uh, they've signed a lot of receivers like Cole Beasley, uh, John Brown, who's another outside receiver. Cole Beasley and TJ Hawkinson give you a nice little one-two punch across the middle. Um, TJ Hawkinson's also a very good blocker from what they say. So if you want to establish the one-run. protection. Yep. So I'm, I think that's honestly one of the best fits for him. I like that. Um, just a matter of – and he's a big body, and Josh Allen needs that because he is inaccurate as shit. So uh, that brings us to the Broncos, which is another team that I believe I am the GM of. Um, they need linebacker help. They need defensive end help. Uh, well, not really because they have Nick Chubb. Uh, not Nick Chubb. Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. They could use a little help on uh, the, at the corner position, uh, but 10 feels a little too early for a corner to me as well. I could see them addressing the offensive line, which has been really mm-hmm. bad. But we both, we all know that the reports are John Elway has an extreme hard on for Drew Locke. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. How shocked would you be if Drew Locke gets selected before Dwayne Haskins? Is Drew Locke going to the Broncos? Dang, Dwayne Haskins is on the board still. <laughs> for me, being shocked is Drew Locke going to the Broncos because I'm not shocked if he goes to the Broncos if he goes to anybody else before Dwayne Haskins. Well, I think Haskins yes. is a lock to go in the top 11 well, because I think the Bengals getting, will take him. Depending on who you have at number 10, with the Broncos taking is all going to depend on who I take at number 11. Mm. I, I have the Bronco. Uh, I have the Bengals, don't I? No, no. you do. That's right. Um, <clears throat> fuck it. I'm doing it. The Broncos are taking Drew Locke. Wow. Which leads us to number 11, uh, the Bengals. Wait, do you want me to give you a recap of the top 10 real quick? We can do that for the listeners. I'm good. All right, top 10. This is what happened. Kyler Murray, one to the Cardinals. Nick Bosa, two to the 49ers. Josh Allen, number three to the Jets. Ed Oliver, number four to the Raiders. Devin White, number five overall to the Bucks. Quinnen Williams, number six overall to the Giants. Juwan Taylor, number seven overall to the Jags. Brian Burns in a trade from the Falcons, who jumped up to 14. This is where it gets with the Lions. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, number nine overall to the Bills, and Drew Locke, number 10 overall to the Broncos, which brings us to the Bengals at number 11, Chris. The Bengals, an extremely mediocre team from last year. Uh, you could say that about a lot copy of these and paste that for the yeah. Bengals for the last 18 years. Um, their areas of needs uh, outside linebacker, quarterback, and offensive line, and I might have said quarterback. People say, but they have Andy Dalton. For those that actually are going to plant their flag in the Andy Dalton argument, uh, that wouldn't be me. The most average quarterback of all time. The new head coach, Zach Taylor, who is a disciple of Sean McVay. Isn't every head coach in the NFL a disciple yes. of Sean McVay at this point? Yes, but where is every coach that is a disciple from Sean McVay leading? That air raid offense, that, you know, spreading the field. Uh, long story short, Drew Locke is off the board before... Uh, I have the Bengals taking Dwayne Haskins at number 11. I like that pick. 
Is it? Is he from Ohio? Yeah, because that's why he went to Ohio State, right? That's why he I was think so. really passionate about that. All right, so I like that pick. CD, you've got the Packers at number 12. There's a very obvious pick for me here. Uh, I, I want to see if you land on the same one. Their biggest need is linebacker. Yep. Devin Bush. Devin Bush. Good call. So Devin Bush out of Michigan ends up with the Packers. The Packers. I think that's a I think that's a perfect pick for them. Oh yeah, they that's, need, that's their They haven't need. had a linebacker like him in forever. So that, that would be really that would be really interesting. Uh, the Dolphins, I believe I have the Dolphins. <laughs> I tried to make a Dolphin sound. <laughs> what is with your soundboard over there today? <laughs> so the Dolphins are picking 13th overall. Um, I think one notable guy has fallen a little bit here. Um, I'm going Montez Sweat, number 13 In overall. Sweat. Wow. No! He's lasted that long. Um, That's dang, Yeah, the fact that, that he lasted all that long. part of my plan. <laughs> I, I'm just ruining. See, are, are the Lions going to trade back again? So that was that was the – I wasn't I and TJ. It was him. All right, so <laughs> – It was all smoke screen. It was, it was all, all sweat. I thought sweat would be there. He was almost there. So Montez Sweat, number 13 to the Dolphins. The Dolphins aren't trying to win this year anyway. So they might as well take the player that has like the most physical freak potential. Uh, I feel like they would do that. What is that? So and they didn't they lose Cameron Wake this off? They did to the Titans. So plug the young guy in, let him just run after the passer because I mean they're gonna suck anyway. Uh, then we got 14 overall. The Lions used to be the Falcons pick. CD, do you have a pick? <sighs> this man's. Well, what, what we got on the board right now? Uh, do you want, like, highest available players based off of this data? Yeah, yeah, Jeremiah yeah. Top 50? Yeah, let's get that. All right, we got Christian Wilkins, the defensive tackle from Clemson. Josh Jacobs, the running back from Alabama. Rashawn Gary, the defensive ah, end out of Michigan. Gary. Rashawn Gary. Wow. Need help inside. All right. Yep. So the Lions trade back and still end up with Rashawn yep. Gary, a guy who went to Michigan right down the road from Detroit. I like the pick. Uh, he only had three sacks his senior season. So this is my, this is my point with, with uh, trading back. Because yeah, you could go get uh, you can get TJ, you know you we could get you could stay right there and get Montez and a few others. I felt like it would be almost a little bit of a reach at that. If they were like eleven, I would feel good taking anybody. Yeah, because they're eight in this draft, I almost feel like I don't feel right. So I said fourteen because I said that I think there's a little bit more of a range of possibility with some guys. You still got Noah Fant. You could maybe, if you feel that you need a tight end, you know, I, I, so I felt that, hey, we could trade back and we'll still get a guy who I think we could plug in and we need help in a lot of areas. And I think that's, that's why, I, you know, yeah. would advise that. All right. So I've got number 15 overall, the Redskins. Um, Problematic. Another team with quarterback needs. Yeah. So tell me if you guys kind of agree with this line of thinking. The Washington, to me, feels like a team that believes they can find a quarterback in the later rounds. Like, what they did with Kirk Cousins. Uh, you've got J- uh, Jay Gruden there, who low-key is a pretty good – does a pretty good job of developing quarterbacks. So, I could see them maybe being in the mix in, like, the second or third round for a guy like Ryan Finley or Bryce Rippon, Will Greer, one of those types of guys. Um, but if they're going to do that, they need help at wide receiver. They don't really have anybody that makes you scared. Josh Doxson was hurt all last season, but he's kind of their most promising guy. Um, so to me, it becomes a question of what kind of wide receiver do we see them taking? If they want like a speed guy, they could go Marquise Brown from Oklahoma. If they want more of a possession receiver, it's a decision between like AJ Brown from Ole Miss or um, 
what's the other kid? Nikhil Harry from Arizona State. I mean, you and say then, speed. You can't pass and up. And then, of course, there's the DK Metcalf question. DK Metcalf. Uh, I think DK Metcalf will end up being a top 15 pick, regardless if that's what I believe he should go or not. Um, so I have the Redskins taking DK Metcalf 15 overall to the Redskins. All right, which brings right. me up with the Panthers at pick number 16. Uh, Are they looking for a quarterback? Because Cam Newton is garbage, according to uh, Nick. Yeesh, chill. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Cam still has a little bit left in the tank, if not a, more years than, than less. Uh, their areas of needs, however, not quarterback, are defensive line, wide receiver, and uh, defensive back. Um, they need another secondary player other than uh, uh, Eric Reed. Um, and also, their wide receiver setup right now for Cam to throw to is DJ Moore, Chris Hogan, and Torrey Smith. And let's be real, that's Cam's not a very intimidating. Less, he has, absolutely. Um, they need um, someone other than Kawan Short and Don Terry Poe. They're still good on, in, on the defensive line. Their offensive a, line is atrocious, too. They've never been able to Their offensive line is bad as well. Healthy. Um, in a 4-3 zone on the defense, they need another piece. And I think that's where we're going to address this pick at number 16. I have the Panthers taking Clemson defensive tackle Christian Wilkins. Mm. All right. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I would like to see them go offensive tackle, but if Christian Wilkins is still on the board at 16, I don't think that's something that they would be able to pass up on at all. So Christian Wilkins going 16 overall to the Panthers, which brings us to the Giants, uh, a pick they got in the Odell <laughs> Beckham trade. Ooh, we're going to get Haskins here. So <laughs> obviously the three best quarterbacks in the draft are pretty easily off the board with Murray, Locke, and Haskins all gone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think Daniel Jones sucks. I, Me I too, think he's but very, he's a very, six very, six foot very, four, 220-pound quarterback. He's a tall white guy. Yeah. Exactly. And you know how tall whites go. And he also has the Eli Manning connections with David Cutcliffe at Duke. It, like, I don't want to, like, be a dick because I have friends who are Giants fans with Nick and also Jeff. Um, My name is Jeff. My name's Jay. But uh, the Giants are going to – like, if he's there at 17, the Giants are picking Daniel Jones. It's just it, – it, it And is you're saying that's based on pressure from the Mannings, basically? Not even on pressure from the Mannings. They have to draft a quarterback, I feel like, in the first first round or the entire city of New York is going to set MetLife Stadium on fire. Mm. Um, although I think they might still do it if they draft Daniel Jones. But it just feels like a desperate move by a desperate organization to get some sort of quarterback in there. CD, you're up at 18 with the Vikings. Um, I think it's pretty. This is another obvious one. I think my stuff is pretty easy here because uh, they gotta go off the worst offensive line yes. freaking NFL. I think their team, I can see the Texans' t- offensive line would like to have a word with you. Oh, I think they could both battle here. But um, the Seahawks. I could see them trading up for um, Taylor. Um, but I think Jonah Williams is the pick here. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll get any. Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams is a guy who held his own against some of the best pat Like Josh Allen, we already talked about. Um, Montez Sweat, we already talked about. Like He went up against some serious pass rushers in the SEC. And damn near, and he played pretty well in both national championship games against Clemson. So I, I, I like that pick a lot for the Vikings at 18. If they don't pick an offensive tackle, that's another city where I think the fans would go set the stadium on fire. Yeah, they wouldn't be very happy. <laughs> um, Probably wouldn't last very long. It's pretty cool. CD, do, you but. also have the Titans now at number 19. All right, so I don't think uh, there's no – their team, another team that I think should maybe think about pa- uh, trading up um, uh, because they need pass rushing. Um, but there's none that I think that they would be like, yo, I need this guy. This this Montez Sweat would be like a guy I'd be yeah. like, yo, go get him. But receiver was really awful for them last year. 
Um, They've had a lot of bad luck picking receivers. Um, as much as I would say, me personally would say no, I think they go DK here. We already DK DK's off the board already. Who picked but DK? There are from Washington. Ooh, that, there okay. are more wide receivers that's that. That's uh, I say then I say his teammate then, and I feel like it's AJ a little Brown? bit of a reach, yep. but right. I think that's their number one. That and quarterback, and then I, I hate the quarterback crop. So right, and they had just traded for Ryan's correct. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that when they, well, they have a receiver then, so maybe not. All right, so that gets us to <laughs> – Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Jesus Christ. Ryan Tannehill might be the best wide receiver <laughs> on the tight end roster. <laughs> Move over Eric Decker. There's a new white receiver in town. All right, uh, Chris, you have number 20 overall with the Steelers, and then we'll get a recap of the top 20 picks. I do have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the areas of needs are – addressing losing arguably the best wide receiver in the league, whether you like what he's done off the field or not, and Antonio Brown. So wide receiver, uh, free safety, and cornerback as areas of needs. Um, they signed Steven Nelson at corner, um, but he's been up and down in big matchups. So I think you have to address the cornerback position. Yeah. This is where I'm going to have Greedy Williams getting taken off the That's board. That's a good pick. That man, LSU cornerback. Um, I guy think he's the- a top 10 talent. I just don't think there's teams that he's afraid, need a cornerback. He, he, I'm not going to say he's afraid. He does not like tackling. I think that's one of the biggest reasons you see him falling. I think Mike Tomlin can get that out of him. Though. Oh, for sure. And that's why I think this is a really good pick for yeah. them. Uh, the guy with the most effortless sauce I saw at the Combine, by the way, was Greedy Williams. Mm. Uh, that, so that's got to count for something. Uh, 21 overall, we got the Seahawks, 21. which I believe you have, again. right? Indeed. So uh, why don't you give us who the hold Seahawks are? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, – Russell Wilson is a cornball. No, 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 no. That was fresh. No, that was fresh. From digging out. I, I saw somebody – no, but I saw somebody tweeting and was like um, – you're like, man, I never heard him with this deep voice and everything. I was like – and somebody said like his work voice. I was like, yeah, bro, what y'all be hearing is his work voice. That's it. That voice that he had on, I bet you that's the one he walked around the house with. That man with. went from wearing that's his how he got sex Sierra. chains. That's how he gets, got Sierra. His sex like, chains uh, that night hot. to his, <laughs> his, <laughs> his Hawaiian shirt with wash <laughs> jeans and yeah, like Crocs the next day. doing that little thing that girls do. They cuddle. He's cuddling up. I was like, yeah, he just laid down on the throne. It was, it was. He got off the phone with his agent and laid. Yeah. That he was like, "Yo, uh, you know what? 145 time million pumps. <laughs> Yeesh." So Jeez, now that now that the Seahawks are using what is the percentage of the of their of their team? I don't know. Captain, like, it's, it's something. It's something huge. I think it's over. 10? I want to say it's probably 15. Like I want to say 15 to 18 percent. Yeah, I could be wrong though. Um, but now you have that, so we're gonna see how that plays out for them in the uh, in the near future. They'll right now, fine. their areas of needs are defensive end, wide receiver, and corner. Um, offensive line, offensive line as well. Um, I think with his mobility, that's something that you can probably address maybe in the second or third round um, at 21. I don't know, Jim. I think I'm a little bit worried about... Corner um, I could see also, though. Or safety. I, I agree. Um, Doug Baldwin's a little injury prone for me. I think when he's healthy, he's an amazing talent. Um, but other than that, you have uh, Lockett on the other side, and that's really it. I think you need... If you're not going to address the offensive DJ line, Moore you have to address the wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to have them taking Hakeem Butler, uh, Iowa State wide receiver, with like the number him. 21 pick. Nice pick. All right. So mostly because he's been working out with Calvin. Ravens so. is also you, right, Chris? Boom, three in a row apparently. Um, with that white suit. 
Yes, the Ravens, our favorite friend, Carl Max, uh, his favorite team. Or Max Millionard. Carl Max Millionard. No, he's talking about his um, hyphen. Yeah, they put the yeah, hyphen I saw in the wrong place on his work ID. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Max Millionard. Eminem over here. Their team needs, uh, I have wide receiver, <laughs> linebacker, and defensive end. Um, Willie Sneed and Seth Roberts are Jackson's options right now. Uh, which is pretty terrifying. He's super underrated, by the way. He is. Are uh, they really going to start reaching for receivers here, though? Well, let me get in there because I don't have them taking receiver. Oh, okay. Uh, CJ Mosley uh, went to the Jets this offseason, so that's something they need to address on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they lost uh, Terrell Suggs and Zadarius Smith. Uh, with the number 22 pick, I have the Ravens taking defensive end Clellan Farrell. Out of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably a really good fit for them, to be honest. Especially <laughs> considering everything they lost, like you said. Yeah. They lost, like, I, I would like honestly say, like, what, five of their best defensive yeah. players in free agency. So, Cleveland Farrell, number 22 overall to the Ravens. We now have 10 picks left in the draft, and CD is up with the Texans. So, um, immediately, just like the Vikings, another team that really needs an offensive line. Like, you know, Deshaun Watson is obviously their franchise quarterback. He's been hurt. Back-to-back years, he's had you know that type of situation where um, it's been a struggle um, protecting him as well, uh, seeing what type of quarterback he is. They also need help at running back, but there was no running backs, and they also need help at cornerback with Jonathan Joseph, freaking thirty years old. Um, so with greedy off the board, um, I think it was easy for me to go um, tackle. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma. Um, I just went Brooklyn. Cody Ford. Cody Ford. Yep. Um, especially since he was in a system where you have a quarterback that does a lot of that, being the guy pulling as a tackle, I think it it, it just a fit for me. Uh, there's another there, that's another team that would be interested in Jonah as well. But. All right, so now we got the Raiders at 24 overall. Raiders. This is the pick they got from the Bears. One of the picks they got from the Bears in the Khalil Mack trade. We saw them take Ed Oliver at number four overall. Um, I think they would probably maybe consider reaching on a quarterback here. Uh, I could see it. Three are off the board already? Three or four? Four, four because Daniel... Uh, yeah, Daniel Jones Daniel got Daniel Jones is gone. But uh, they also feel like a team that should probably still keep addressing the uh, defensive line. Because like, like I said, they, I mean, they were just atrocious uh, rushing the passer last year. They picked uh, Quinn and Williams. They, they could also go in the secondary. They didn't really have a lot of talent back there last year. Um... Okay, so Jeffrey Simmons is kind of um, an interesting case since he tore his knee up and also has the video of him kicking that woman in the face. Classic. Um, But who better than the Raiders to take a guy with character concerns and also unquestionable talent? Uh, And, I mean, honestly, if you're pairing Ed Oliver with with Jeffrey Simmons Mm -hmm. when he gets healthy... yeah. Uh, that's a pretty scary one-two punch up the middle. I got the Raiders at 24 overall taking Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State. Mm. Which brings us to the Eagles at number 25 overall, which is another team that I have control over. Uh, they probably need secondary help. Might be time to start thinking about a replacement for Brian Dawkins at safety. Um, they could go corner. How long has Brian Dawkins been in the fucking league? A long time. Sheesh. 
a very long time. So uh, because of that, I actually have one of Jeffrey Simmons' teammates going here at 25 overall, and that's going to be Jonathan Abram, the safety out of Mississippi State. Um, I just, like He's pretty versatile. I'm not sure he could play corner by any stretch of the word, but just having somebody, like he's not afraid to come up and you know stick somebody, but he's also pretty good in coverage. I think that that might be, because if you look at the Eagles, man, they don't really have a lot of holes on their roster. They're probably one of the most well-built teams in the league. Um, so I got Jonathan, Jonathan Abram, the safety out of Mississippi State, going to the Eagles at number 25, which brings us to CD, number 26, and the Colts. Um, so here, so last year they hit on their first two picks really well, which actually helped shape the surprise start they had, where it was Quentin Nelson, and then they had Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard. I was about to say it, but I was like, I ain't about to you know, mess anybody's name up. Um, and so with those two, you tackle two sides of the ball, and you hit twice. I think their biggest need happens to be on the defensive side of the ball. I think they need an interior uh, defensive line uh, lineman as well. Um, I would say Dexter Lawrence would be the way I go there. That's a good pick. Um, I think that's a really good pick for them. Yeah. So. All right. So I mean, obviously, I would like them not to have a good pick. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. But we're just such good GMs. That's what happens. Yeah, you know. You happens. get us on the sticks. That's, that, that's how exactly. things go. Uh, so now we got the Raiders again with the pick. The Raiders. The Cowboys originally at number 27. Uh, so they took – I had them take Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Simmons – and at Oliver already, uh, they might here start considering maybe a cornerback. Um, so I've got them taking uh, – what's the cornerback? Don't you do it. Uh, Byron Murphy, okay. the quarterback from Byron Washington. Murphy. Going to the Raiders here at number 27 the from Washington. Raiders. The Raiders completely revamped that defense with their first three picks, which is something they probably should do. Because, honestly, I think their offense might surprise some people next year. Um I think they depends have the talent there. You, yeah, you have the addition of Antonio Brown. And... I could also see them maybe considering a running back at 27, but um, that's what I'm going to go with, Byron Murphy, uh, which brings us to the Chargers, which I, I guess I assume is another team that I have control over. Um, I think they're good at tight end. Uh, they lost Tyrell Williams at wide receiver, so I could see them addressing that, but Mike Williams looked very good last year. They still have Keenan Allen. They don't have uh, – oh, yeah, you said Mike Williams. Never mind. Yeah, um, excuse me. They're set at running back. They've got three guys who I think you can confidently say will be good running backs. It's it's another team like the Eagles to me, where there's they have so many good players that it's hard to find um, somebody that would make sense for them. Um, but if I mean, you can always improve somehow. Oh man, this is tough. I'm gonna say. At what is this twenty eight overall? Mm-hmm. They're gonna go. Let's go, DeAndre Baker, the cornerback from Georgia, uh, here. Just because you can never have too, especially Baker in the Rats. division they play in with John Gruden and Patrick Mahomes and uh, what's the other quarterback in that division? AFC West, Phillip Broncos. Rivers? So oh. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, noted Ooh. noted long ball specialist Joe Flacco. You're going to need some guys back there playing uh, coverage. They lost <laughs> Justin Vare, like you said, to yeah. the uh, – what team did he sign with? Um, Wherever he signed. They lost yeah. 
So uh, DeAndre Baker going 28 to the Chargers for me, cornerback uh, out of Georgia. And then, now I'm picking again. Damn. The Chiefs. Um, so the Chiefs are another team that should probably look they need for a quarterback. Uh, cornerback help. Quarterback, yeah. Quarterback? Cornerback. Yeah. The Chiefs CD need want, a quarterback? Yeah, CD wants to yeah. replace Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> so we've got a run on DBs going here. Uh, so I'm unfortunate for the Chiefs, but uh, good for one young man named Rocky Asin. You son of a bitch! So Rocky Asin going to... <laughs> Let's watch it, all right? The Chiefs here out of town. You have ruined the L.A. Rams draft. <laughs> Continue. Uh, so, CD, you're on the clock at number 30 with the Packers. So, I mean, here we got another team. You know, the line needs, but that's boring. Um, so, here there are only two people that I'm thinking of. One of them was Noah Fant because I think they would be somebody looking at TJ Hawkinson. But I like Marquise Brown. Ooh, Hollywood that's who, Brown. That's who I got them Hooking up with. with Aaron Rod, that's going to be, if that pans out, that would be a nasty pick for them. Yeah. Sure. So Marquise Brown, 30 overall to the Packers out of Oklahoma, the wide receiver. Sheesh. Which brings us to the Rams at 31 overall. Chris. Who are pissed off and ready to burn down. Uh, well, they got they got their franchise quarterback now, so. Yeesh. They do. Uh, Jared Goff. Um, Mortals. Thrives when he's protected. <laughs> um, so I. What did he say? He said they got their franchise quarterback, and you're like, they do. Jared Goff, and under his breast, he went Bortles. <laughs> West Coast Bortles. Uh, the Rams' areas of needs, uh, offensive line, obviously, to protect their franchise quarterback and Jared Goff. Um, but for me, cornerback was a huge position of need uh, with huge. Marcus Peters being fucking trash last year and not showing anything other than that. Um, D-line, I think they could also use a little bit of help we haven't said a name that I think is probably going to be off the board at this point at linebacker, and that's Devin Bush, the linebacker. No, he's, nah, he's yeah, gone. He got picked 12th overall. He, Did he? He's about yeah, as gone as George is. Okay, I thought I missed that then. Um, then I have them taking the safe pick and taking a center, NC State Garrett Ooh. Bradbury. Garrett Bradbury. Boo. Hey, you want to protect your franchise quarterback and make holes for we'll your be fine. The best running back in uh, Blake in the is the Iron Man. Jeez. So. There's no problem. And finally, we have the Patriots at 32 overall. So, Gronk retired. They could go tight end here. They could go wide receiver because they've been looking at wide receivers. But what do the Patriots always do with the 32nd pick in the draft? They pick a defensive lineman that you could play pretty much across the defensive line. I've got them taking uh, Jerry Tillery, the defensive lineman out of Notre Dame. Uh, I could all like it's very likely that they'll trade back here, not even pick anybody in the no, first. No, I think round. they take someone at thirty-two. So Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> Jerry Tillery. <laughs> what do you mean the Patriots are definitely trading for Rosen somehow? Jeez, hey, I'm not. Hey. All right, hey. so let's review. Uh, let's review our fu- full draft, and then we'll be out of here. Uh, number one overall, the Cardinals selected Kyler Murray. Kyler number Murray. two overall, the 49ers picked Nick Bosa. Number Call three back. overall, the Jets picked Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Number four, the good Josh Allen, by the way. Mm-hmm. The number four overall, <laughs> the Raiders picked Ed Oliver. Raiders. Number five overall, the Bucks selected Devin White. Mm. Number six overall, Giants selected Quinn and Williams. Mm. Number seven overall, Jags selected Jawan Taylor. Jawan. Number eight overall, in a trade with the Lions, the Falcons <laughs> traded up to select Brian Burns. Brian Burns. 
Number nine overall, the Bills selected TJ Hawkinson, so the bad Josh Allen can throw him. Number 10 overall, Broncos select Drew Locke. Locke. Uh, John Elway's erection is fully loaded at this point. Mm. Number 11, the Bengals select Dwayne Haskins. He gets to stay home in Ohio, albeit now he has to play for the Bengals. Uh, Number 12, Devin Bush, uh, who's from South Florida, I believe, gets selected by the Packers. Mm -hmm. Number 13 overall, Montez Sweat, the athletic free from Mississippi State, gets picked by the Dolphins. Number 14, the Lions, who had traded back with the Falcons, pick up Rashawn Gary. Let's go. Number 15 overall, the athletic freak DK Metcalf to the Redskins. DK Metcalf. Um, (laughs) Number 16, Christian Wilkins, the defensive lineman from Clemson, goes to the Panthers. All right. 17, the Giants with the hello reach for Daniel Jones. Reaching. You reach, I teach. (laughs) 18 overall. The Vikings sure up that offensive line with Jonah Williams out of Alabama. Jonah. Titans go A.J. Brown, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss at 19. Brown. Are you done? (laughs) He's been doing this for every pick. I've got 12 more picks. Are you going to do this for every (laughs) single one? He is. He's done it for 19 so far. Christ. All right. Number 20 overall, the Steelers get Greedy Williams, which I think Chris Hargrove would say is the Steelers draft at this point. Yeah. 21, the Seahawks pick up Hakeem Butler. Uh, the wide receiver out of Iowa State. Ravens, 22 overall. Sure up that defensive line after all their losses with Cleveland Farrell from Clemson. I love that. The Texans continue to add to their offensive line to protect Deshaun Watson with Cody Ford at 23. Uh, The Raiders take injured but very talented uh, defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State at 24. Jonathan Abrams, his teammate from Mississippi State, uh, the safety goes at number 25 to the Eagles. To this day. The Colts uh, get a freak in the middle with Dexter Lawrence, the big guy uh, from Clemson. Uh-huh. Raiders go Byron Murphy to sure up their secondary uh-huh. at 27. Here we go again. <laughs> it's like the fifth I'm Raiders. I'm so close to being done, bro. 28, 28 pick. Chargers go DeAndre Baker, the corner from Georgia. 29, the Chiefs go corner from Temple, Rocky Asin. 30, Best the Packers the pick Hands up. That's a nice name. Hands down. He's strong. 30, the Packers pick up Marquise Brown, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma, to help juice up that offense a little bit. 31, the Rams take the safe route with Garrett Bradbury, the center from North Carolina State. And finally, the Patriots selected Jared, Jerry Tillery, the defensive lineman out of Notre Dame. I don't Fellas. think that draft is that wild. I don't think that's. I mean, totally not gonna I, go I don't think way. it'll be the same. Other than the Falcons jumping up for no apparent reason with no compensation <laughs> being discussed. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Undisclosed terms. So hey, you want to pick at fourteen? Fuck it, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What difference does it make? So, that, so that's it for the the mock draft. I'll now give you guys wh- how much time do you need to talk Game of Thrones? Thrones. Uh, episode one of the final season, Ooh. a little bit slower, I think, for most people's standards. Um, we've got another one that's only an hour long, and they start getting two hours, I believe, correct? Not two hours. Yes, close, no, close. but like the final three or four it's like are hour, two hours. like an hour, like 20 or 30 minutes. The final three or four are two hours. I guarantee you it's not. Put money on it. How much you want to put on it? 50. I was literally just looking at this today. 50. Bro, it's not two hours. It's two hours. It's like 80 minutes. It's two hours. That's not two hours. The final few are two. Fuck it. Anywho. All right, I'm looking it up now. You go ahead. Um, go what were some ahead. of the What were some of the moments that stood out for you? Um, for me, I think this just kind of set up 
um, everybody's meeting. So you had obviously the big one that everybody's been talking about and the memes have all been made, Jamie Lannister meeting up with uh, Bran, who seems to just be sitting in the middle of Winterfell, just waiting for this friend that he has yet to meet for the, um, for the longest time, since Jamie pushed him out of the window uh, back when he caught him smashing his sister. Right, he was Ooh. throttling her. Railing his sister <laughs> uh, back in episode one. It was problematic. Um, uh, so we had that. We had um, Arya meeting up with the Hound again. Um, Sansa finally meeting uh, Daenerys. We had Jon riding the dragon. Um, Sam coming back and, 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 and informing Jon that, hey, by the way, not only are you the true heir to the, phone, the throne, but you've been Dang, banging your aunt. Freaking, uh, Why? How long is it? Hour 20 minutes. Hour 20 minutes. Hour 18 minutes. Hour 22 minutes. Like I said, I don't believe ain't you. no two hours. That's only four episodes, though. There's two more. That's the last. The, the, the second one is 58 minutes. I don't believe you. Four more minutes than first I think you're lying. Like Fake I news. Like I said, because I would have been excited. It was two hours. She. I could have sworn That's what I thought hours. it was going to be. I think, one of the, I think it was a lot of... Uh, uh, positioning that was really exciting for me. That's this is all set up. Yeah, yeah. Got, you got about three more minutes. Like that, don't tell me how much like time we scene, have left. The scene I saw the, the theory out there about talking about how when Arya is embracing him, right? She embraces John. John's like, oh my god, I love you. And then it quickly switched, Where's and she? she was like, you know, it's basically Stark overall, and he was like family. realm over Stark kind of yeah. thing, right? And she was looking at his sword, and she's kind of like looking at his sword, like almost like measuring it, and then she's with Gendry. Crafting what they what they say is gonna be like a two bladed two two headed uh sword like part is a spear part sword with dragon glass. Arya smashing. I was like, yo, Arya, sh- Arya smashing Gendry. It's awkward, bro. Don't talk. Ugh, it's kind of weird, bro. Why, I thought that when energy, she started, bro, she was, was like, like eight. That's about a, <laughs> like it was an awkward like assassin flirt. Like like yeah, like <laughs> nah, they're gonna get it on. That's for sure. That's nasty. I don't want to see that. Uh, so that's the one that I any other big moments that really stood out to you? Did you see the interview with uh, Kit Harrington where he was talking about riding on like yeah, the fake dragon? And his ball got caught. caught. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was problematic, but it was funny. Um, Danny and John getting it on in front of the dragons—it's mm. pretty wild. The last time that somebody said, uh, "Hey, let's live out here forever," <laughs> you know what, what happened? I thought, you know what I thought when I saw the waterfall that there was a cave. I was like, "Yo, is John about to teach her a lesson in the cave?" We know He's what happened experience. last time. He been in a cave. She was like, "How you let they keep the northern?" I was like, huh, huh, "He going north." Did you see the whole thing about um, Bran being the uh, the Raven, and then like I think it was was it Danny and Sansa talking, and you see the Raven like walk across like the window. Bro, he been like, creepy. This is bro. how he's everywhere. Yeah, but Bran's a fucking creep, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm I'm waiting for the, a friend. I lived. I can't for wait. For the memes that came out. Oh, my God. It's, we're so four days. We're, what, three, four days removed from episode Here one, go and the memes me. are still strong. Yeah, the the, 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 meme, the memes are really some of the best things. I can't wait till episode two. I got my mom over here freaking texting me. I'm like, Mom, you're three seasons behind. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? why? <laughs> now you want to catch now. up. <laughs> I'm full of Game of Thrones, all right? Let us thespians cook. Add her back into our group chat by accident, and she can talk with everybody else. Apparently. No, that, that's definitely classic. So, yeah, that's that's a quick Game of Thrones episode yeah. one recap. Hopefully, next week we've got a little bit more. All right, to, y'all finish uh, with Melisandre. Hopefully, let's get Boom. some Melisandre. In mm, there. I'm here for the young Melisandre, not the one without the choker Melisandre. Guys, yeah, let's not do that one. <laughs> you guys want to hear the Twitter guide to people who don't watch Game of Thrones on Sundays? Listen yes. To this. this is the muted words I have on my account. 
Winterfell, John, Throne, Cersei, <laughs> Bran, hashtag Talk the Thrones, Danny, Daenerys, Cersei, Arya, Starks, Daenerys. Stark, Sansa, Jon Snow, hashtag Dem words? Thrones, hashtag Game of Thrones, Thrones, Game of Thrones, Winter is here. Kyle, do you watch? All, uh, all no. of those terms muted. Lots I don't go through all of that. I just be on. So Twitter. two people here that watch, two that don't. What's more annoying, the people that incessantly talk about Game of Thrones or the ones that throw it in your face that they're part of 1% that don't. I don't throw it in the face don't. that I don't watch. I don't, I don't, you, I don't, you don't. You're definitely not I one. Don't, you I definitely just, let us know that you don't, but you don't make it I only it talk about thing. it. I only get excited about it around people that I know like watch it. This is people this, that may be interested in it. I don't thing. really... Uh, because there's two... Like It's become... like In today's day and age, there's two ways of like looking at things and like it's either, oh, you like this thing or, oh, I don't like this thing and people have made that part of their personality. Mm-hmm. And that's like liking Game of Thrones or not liking Game of Thrones doesn't make you an interesting person. I feel like you can't <laughs> really like, hate on it if you haven't watched it. Yeah. Right. Watched I don't, it I don't, don't like actively it. go out and hate on it. Because right. you've never seen it. I've yeah. never seen it. I just don't have the interest to go out of my way to right. watch it right now. Right. I might watch it eventually. Yeah, it's I a, think you'd love uh, it. Like, Wait till the season's sh- over and binge it. It's a show I enjoy. I think the most the thing I enjoy most about it is that when the season's live, you have that kind of thing where other people who watch it, it's like kind of like a... It's a social experience. It's a thing yeah. that kind of pulls you in because it's such a warm like thing. I don't know. I've never had the experience of watching something and feeling that way. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, it's a great feeling to have. I don't... I haven't had a show ever have it to where I'm like, yo, can't wait to watch this. Oh my God, guys, this is coming on right now. Maybe since like anime but like on a real life thing. yeah because like you had that to a much less degree when we were do like when you guys were coming over to watch the episodes of super yeah. and shit like that i saw um one of this this girl i went to high school with went to a game of thrones like theme party for the premiere of season was this eight or nine eight. eight yeah so she went to like a party and everyone like dressed as characters but her boyfriend dressed up as george rr R. martin <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny that is pretty funny so uh shout go, out to that guy i can't go. remember his name for the life of me all right so that's it for today's episode of the three p podcast thank you all so much for listening uh let us know what you thought about the mock draft and if you didn't like it maybe keep that to yourself wow all right thank you all for listening see y'all next week love you guys peace